I do remember that I lived in a constant perpetual state of feeling shame Hmm. because I mishandled, because I yelled rather than instructed, that I may punished rather than disciplined. Hmm. And I remember that was kind of a turning point for me. So we got done recording the last episode and we had conversation and we determined we need to go back in. Yeah. yeah, because this there's is such much. a big subject. Yeah, we talk we more about it. covered a lot. We spent a lot of time on that, but we know there's so much more that we want to dive into. And, and mom, to close the episode, you read a verse from Proverbs chapter 22, verse six. I would love for you to read that again. And I want us to hone in on something specific that is in that verse and that the Amplified brings out um, in this translation. So let's do that. And then we're going to jump in and continue this conversation of how do we discipline our kids in a way that communicates God's love, his holiness, his truth? How do we do that as imperfect parents? Exactly. Well, and and I mean, yeah, there's so much in that. Okay. So Proverbs 22, six, and I'm going to read it from the amplified classic version says, train up a child in the way he, we're going to say, or she should go. And in keeping with his individual gift or bent now individual individual gift gift or bent we love that part and when he is old he will not depart from it so i guess that means as parents we've got to actually be looking what is this individual gift or bent on our child's life i know for me uh you were really like you loved clarity Like you were like, okay, I put out my clothes. That's awesome. If you tell me not to to be clear, I'm the first, firstborn, if if, if you firstborns, yes, firstborns, if you, if (laughs) you said, if I pointed to the light outlet and said, you know, the outlet, electric outlet, don't touch. You were like, uh, uh, I was like, that's right. But then I had my second child and what worked with you did not work with Austin. If I pointed Mm. to the electrical outlet and said, uh, uh, he was like, and he like touched. I was like, what in the world just happened? <laughs> if I put out his clothes, he was like, no. And so I, he had to, he had to choose his own clothes and we have to pick our battle. We, you know, we can't be like, you will wear the clothes I choose for you. Yeah. I, I they make like, you look adorable. Yeah, I, did <laughs> I did try. I did try. They were always in shorts and we lived in Florida, but I remember I had to have a different approach. You liked order. You mm. like consistency. You you liked clear boundaries. Austin liked to j- challenge every one of the boundaries I put in place. And then we had Alec. And then we had Alec. And Wait, Alec. was that like a good thing? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very no, good thing. You were my joy boy. Oh, okay, great. You were, like, <laughs> you were super happy. But the things that worked day. on Addison mm. and the things that worked on Austin did not work on you. Mm. You had a completely different frame of reference mm. on everything. You're welcome. Hey, yeah. so, and every, and every family is that way. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure your kids are. They are. And yeah. I like that the scripture says, train up a child in the way he should go, his individual bent. Not us as parents, what is our individual bend. How we want to bend them. Yes. And, oh, there's this child and they're orderly and they they do all the things and that connects with the way I'm wired also. Mm. So that's going to be the standard for our family. That might work if you have one kid, but if you have four children... I don't think it's fair to those specific personalities to feel like they're doing wrong or they're breaking the law 
when it's not right or wrong, it's preferences. Mm -hmm. So what you're saying where you pay attention to each of the children and meet them where they're at. And you're not as strict with Austin picking his clothes. Cause it's like, that's fine. And they have found to allow toddlers to pick their clothes is really good for their development and their um, confidence. Just for the record, I, I, re still I really, yeah, yeah, I really yeah, like picking my own clothes. I remember one time in particular. I, I will say. I, I just don't want to be the order guy, the rigidity guy, because I'm just saying in, in eighth grade, I got in big trouble because I wanted Whoa. to wear a visor no. backwards yeah. flipped upside down mm. just for the record. That's and horrible. that was not okay in our family. It was but okay with me. It was okay with you. It was Let's not okay clear. with dad. I think visors are never okay just to be. <laughs> so don't put down me in a box. <laughs> okay, but the point still remains. It does. That there's, oh, there's just things that aren't, and I think as parents, we really do lose some of the trust with our kids when mm. we create laws out of preferences. That's so good. Yeah. That mm. discerning between, I think as parents, we got to humble ourselves sometimes and I be like, okay, is this, that. oh, he's, he's yeah. apologized. So listen, I, I have no unforgiveness toward dad <laughs> yeah. related to that, but I just wanted to use it as an example of my desire to break to outside of the, the prescribed fashion direction yeah. of my parents. Okay. And I yeah, did win best good. dressed in high school too, too, for the record, but, but that's, yeah, no, that, that's, yeah. that's beside the and, point, but hold on yeah, real quickly. No, do it. So preference versus right and wrong. Mm -hmm. And mm. And as parents, we're Correct. responsible for holding the line on right and wrong. Mm -hmm. And because we have to give a hard yes and a hard no on right and wrong, we should be really careful with how we navigate preference. Yeah. And, and it's easy to make preference right and wrong. I mean, shoot, we even do that as adults in meetings talking about projects or talking about the way to design a house or which place to go to for dinner, whatever it is. And so it's good for us to recognize as parents, if we're wielding that authoritative, hey, if you don't agree with me, there's something wrong with you or wrong with your decision, we need to make sure we're not wielding that in a matter of preference. Yeah. And you guys changed it more from preferences. I remember throughout my life, because you changed it that there was different disciplines that would happen based off of right and wrong later on that you actually said, okay, so if you talk disrespectfully mm -hmm. to a parent or like an adult that has one, that has one level, if you lie, that has another level. And if you hit your brother, that's another a level. younger brother, a younger brother, or yes. I, I just thought it was just a brother as well. Well, <laughs> it, hold on. It was, yeah. if the older brother retaliated, oh. then it, it all depended on retaliation. That, but, was, that was a fact. But you guys actually taught me something it was as just actually a child. <laughs> no, no, but something that was really interesting as a child that I learned was, <laughs> was believe it or not, the hitting the brother was the least, yeah. like was the least punishable one. The one that was the most, like the things that you get in most trouble for was for lying. lying. Or for blatant. talking disrespectfully. Yeah. It was, it was blatant, and, though. Yes, exactly. Like, because, yeah, it, it, that, that was good for me to know. And lying is such an important thing. And that's very clear of a right or a wrong. And I know mm -hmm. we talked a little bit about that mm -hmm. in last episode. And it's something like that and talking disrespectfully to people is something that's so important for later on in life. Oh, yeah. That, no, I, I loved how that wasn't a preference. And that was very clear.
I remember my mom came to visit and we took you, you to a torturous movie. You're going to remember my big fat Greek wedding. Oh, oh, no, that's such a oh, bad dude, movie. I'm so sorry. It's twice okay, and, and I couldn't so, get through it. So we, you know, Addison dressed up like he just rolled out of bed. And I was like, no, you're not going <laughs> looking like that. And my mom was like, no, no, no. And I was like, what? Because my mom had been so strict with me. And she was like, it doesn't matter. And she had come to the place as a grandmother that she understood the things that she held the hard line on as a mother were yeah. just perspective. Yeah. And she's like, I'd rather have him go with us yeah. than have him refusing to go to the big fat Greek wedding. Was that another visor? Were you no. wearing a beanie? It was a beanie. I was wearing a beanie. Oh, nice. Yeah. So yep. obviously hats were. But, but see, listen, that up, wasn't yeah. a traumatic experience for me. I have no recollection it. of that conversation. I do remember the movie and how bad the <laughs> oh, movie man. was and thinking, why are we here? I do remember <laughs> wow. that, though. So now, again, we were talking on the break that all of us have been disciplined by parents with good intentions, mm -hmm. but they made a mistake. Ooh. I remember probably one of my most, because discipline, I'm so thankful for disciplines. Uh, I've even told you and dad that if it wasn't for you guys disciplining us and playing games with us, I wouldn't be who I yeah. am today. And, and, and that goes for all yeah. of us. But I do also know one of my worst memories as a child is actually being disciplined unjustly. Yeah. Um, there, is a, there is a lollipop that was left on the bathroom floor. And it was left in this one area and my, it was only me and another brother who was home and dad came to us and was like, I, was All right, say, I have no memory so of this. Who put the lollipop on the ground? And I was like, Oh no, like it wasn't me. And then my dad went to like my other brother and he said, did you do this? And he's like, Oh no, it, like, like, like it totally wasn't me. And so then my dad chose to believe the other brother and he spanked me God. and I got in big trouble. And then um, turns out afterwards that brother then fessed up and was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, it, it was totally me. And I just remember that being like such like a traumatic moment because, you know, I got disciplined unjustly. So yeah. maybe what's something that we can talk about of like helping somebody. And obviously like my dad and I, we're, we're, we're great now. Like he, he, like everything's okay. fine. I, wanted I to don't say leave lollipops on the floor anymore. I mean, I mean, uh, that other brother doesn't leave lollipops. That seems a little overkill for it, that, but it, 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 well, he was probably the line. Yeah. He spanked me. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I will totally clarify. He spanked me because he said, you're lying. And so, so, so he thought that I was lying, but I wasn't. And then it's around the other brother was and the other brother. Can know, I, can I know the trouble. name of the other no, brother I'm later? I'm not allowed okay. to give the name of who my father was. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, well, first of all, I think. Yeah. So going healing back, going or, back to the fact that parents are flawed people. Yeah. yeah. Correct. I mean, it's going to happen. Yeah. It's unfortunate. But it's going to happen. Yeah. I remember getting disciplined for something I didn't do. And, and in the, it was while I was spanking. I was while I was getting spanked because I couldn't. I was so scared of my dad. If he asked me a question in a certain tone, I would like freeze and not be able to have an answer for him. Hmm. And then he would be like, get over here get over here and he was like spanking me that and as he was spanking i was like wait i remember now i didn't do it i didn't do it and afterwards i was like i didn't do it and he's like well there's plenty of other things you did that yeah. you probably didn't get that sounds like what he would say so oh, i was like oh okay yeah but parents are flawed yeah. yeah you know of course i know i can speak for your dad and i we never 
ever wanted to do mm. uh, parenting wrong. And we both came from non-Christian background and then came into the Christian world in the eighties when everybody was like super, like, you super know, saved, super saved, <laughs> you know, very harsh trying to figure it out. And again, I'm sorry about that. Um, but oh, yeah, no, no, I, I, I mean, like, it's, it's, I, I don't need an apology for it. what know, I'm saying is, is how do we make sure that a, that going back to the priorities yeah. and like the facts, like how do we set up like clear boundaries or even how do we make sure that there is redemption after maybe a parent knows that they've done something wrong? Because I think there's probably a lot of parents who are disciplining. Um, and you know, there, again, there's so many different In ways to discipline. Or- and now they want to make things right. Like mm-hmm. there's lots of parents who listen to this who want to be better parents. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you so- remember me? I, I don't know if you guys remember this at all. Again, you brought up, I was raising four boys, John gone most of the time. And I remember I was listening to an Andre Crouch song, of all things, where he said, give it all back to me. Mm. Mm. And, I love that song. Yeah. It, well, Dad used to really love it, and Austin used to dance to it. Mm. But anyway, I, I realized that I was doing my parenting in my own strength. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I remember calling all of you boys into the kitchen. Mm. It was in our first house in Orlando. And I said, do you know how mommy has been yelling? Because it was, I think, I, was, I had a baby. So it was a lot of like, boys, yeah. stop doing, you know, just yelling while I'm nursing. Um, yelling how I've been like slapping at you when you, you know, come near me or grabbing you or threatening to spank. And you're all like, yes, we know all of that. (laughs) And I said, we have noticed. (laughs) I said, I'm not going to do that anymore. I said, Hmm. I'm going to say it one time. And I'm, if you, if you don't understand what I'm saying, you can ask me, but once there's clarity, I'm going to say it one time. And if, if there's not obedience, there'll be a consequence. Like if I say, don't throw the ball in the house and you throw the ball in the house, I'll take the ball. You know, if, if you do this, I'll do that. And I remember while I was saying in my head, I thought, this is never going to work. This is never going to work because my husband had called me out. He was on the road and I'm pretty sure he heard me like put the phone up against my chest and yelled to the boys. If you guys aren't quiet, I'm spanking everybody. Everybody is getting spanked. And then Tom was like, did you just tell the boys you're spanking everybody? But it was like, yes. You're like, where are you? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's how I would bring it. And he said, well, are you going to really spanked? do it? And I said, no. And he said, are you in the habit of lying to our children? He said, so either you need to apologize for lying or you need to spank everybody. And I was, and I, my, I was like, listen, buddy, you don't know what I'm doing here to survive. But, but I do remember that I lived in a constant perpetual state of feeling shame hmm. because I mishandled, because I yelled rather than instructed, that I may punished rather than disciplined. Hmm. And I remember that was kind of a turning point for me to understand it was a reset for me. And I told the boys in that moment that when I mishandled them, God spanked me. And they were all like, what? Hmm. God is spanking you? I don't know if you remember. It was in the kitchen at Heather Oak. But anyway, that I think so many parents need to have that moment with their kids where they say, I realize that I've been reactionary or I've been unjust or I've been too quick or I needed to take a break and I didn't, mm-hmm. I'm going to do a reset for me. That's going to be a reset for all of us. Mm. I love that. I yeah, love really that good. you speak with such authority and experience saying it's okay to take a reset. 
It's okay to recognize that you have done this in your own strength, that you have been trying to be everything for your kids and God never asked you to be everything. Right. Yeah. He asked you to partner with him, with the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. to do what needs to be done. Well, she yeah. humbled herself and then also you, mm -hmm. you repented, like literally Absolutely. You, you, you chose yeah. to do a different thing. Mm -hmm. Like you, you chose to be different after that. And so it was a clear, wow. That's and great. then you were given strategy on how to discipline more effectively. And we, mm. we actually acted it out because I remember telling the boys something like, now, if I come upstairs to the loft and I said, boys, I want you to pick, clean up the, the playroom. And you're like thinking, yeah, we're going to do that, but we're going to do it after we watch one more silly song. And I said, if I come back upstairs and you're still sitting there, what am I going to think? Am I going to think, oh, they're going to do it after the silly song, or am I going to think they're not listening? And so then we came up with obedience is right away, all the way, and in a happy way, because John had brought it home from some television show he was on. And and I, I just remember the boys were like, well, okay, you'll think that, like I brought them into the conversation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think too many parents... Um, they might bring the kids into the conversation when it's emotionally charged, but when we're creating a strategy going forward, yeah, mm, yeah, that's you know, good. because God disciplines us as children, not just for our actions, mm -hmm. but the attitude of the heart. And I remember saying, well, if I ask you to take out the garbage and you're like, Ugh, and like, you know, is that, is that having a willing, obedient heart? You could obedience, but not willing. So I don't know. I mean, all I know is I want the next generation to do it better mm -hmm. and attacking your parents for not doing it well when you yeah. were a child will not position you to do it better. Yeah. No, that's, that's really good. Okay. So a couple of things. One, I want to go back to what Alex shared and two, I want to highlight what you shared. I'm going to do an opposite order though. Okay. So I love, I love what you were saying about as a mom in that situation for boys, like how in the world am I actually going to do this? Yeah. And, and what, what I sense as you were sharing that is that there is a grace for us to do the things we don't know how to do when we do the things we know to do. And so when you knew in that moment, the spirit was saying, Hey, have this conversation with your kids. You were actually like, that was an act of faith mm. and you were mm. being positioned to receive a grace and a wisdom that was beyond your natural ability that would lead you and guide you through those moments that you really couldn't see yourself navigating well in that moment. Which So I, I think people, all of us need to hear that. And that's a part of say, the journey of saying yes to God is like, hey, I'm going to say yes to what you're asking me to do right now. The, the miracle of humility, the miracle of believing the best, the miracle of owning our authority as parents, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to watch you do what only you can do in this situation. Mm -hmm. So I heard that as you were sharing. So number one, I want to call that out. Number two. I love the example that you gave with, with the ball, throwing the ball in the house. Mm -hmm. You gave an appropriate consequence. Right. And now I'm tying it back to Alex's comment about justice. Mm -hmm. We are all created by God with a desire for justice. Mm -hmm. God's kingdom is built on righteousness and justice. Like right. those are the foundations yeah, of his kingdom. Wrong, right? Exactly. Mm. And so it's not helpful for you as a parent to just be like, justice is whatever I say it is. We as parents have to be prayerful and deliberate about mm. what actually justice looks like in our everyday lives. And this goes back to consequences. And when we miss, when we get it wrong, needing to say, hey, I missed it. I'm sorry. I accused you of lying mm -hmm. and I was entirely wrong. 
please forgive me. And again, forgiveness creates the environment for us to heal from injustice mm. and also to know what justice requires of us going forward. Mm. And so we, as parents, when we create those environments for forgiveness to be given and received, we're actually helping our kids understand the terms of justice. Yeah. And it's wrong. Parents, I know sometimes you're like, I am so sick of asking people to do stuff, I am going to reach for the most intense consequence that I can find yeah. to, to get them to stop throwing the ball in the house. Yeah. And like, yeah. y'all, they shouldn't be throwing the ball in the house, but it's not appropriate for them to be grounded for the rest of the month if they throw yeah. a ball in the house. Hmm. Right. Like take away the ball. Yeah. Take away their privilege to do whatever related to the ball. Like let's let's be creative. Like, let's ask, y'all, Julie's <laughs> laughing at me right now, but I'm being serious. Like, yeah. let's ask for yeah. the Spirit's creativity. Like, what what does justice and what is injustice, what does it look like in this situation? What is With a consequence that teaches them the terms of justice and the conditions of justice? Yeah. And I know it's tempting because we feel out of control, out of control, loving it. Yeah. We feel out of control <laughs> to, reach, to reach for a consequence that's going to put us back in control. Yeah. And that's just not, I'm just being honest, like that's not the heart of God. Like that's not how God operates in these environments. Yeah. So I think we as parents to realize, hey, I don't have to just practically, I don't have to dish out consequences right away. We touched on this the last episode. Like, I'm going to take a step back. God, what is an appropriate consequence for this situation? Yeah. For I, this I will say, though, with toddlers, you, you do have to consequence right away or else they don't know what you're consequencing. Right. Well, and that's, they, and that's yeah. where you predetermine yeah. yeah. as a parent. Yeah. And, and that I just feel is like a, that's a caveat. No, no, that's like, really good. Yeah. Yeah. And that's I think good. it's a good call. So that's up to us as parents. And I think this is the best. You predetermined and like what my mom did communicate to them, not in an environment of intensity, right? but in a proper environment, Hey, when this happens, here's the consequence. Just to be clear, we're clear. Everyone's clear. Great. So when this happens, this is the consequence. We had conversations about some things and other things we should have had conversations about because we didn't, we caught ourselves, we were caught off guard in those moments, but having the conversation, Hey, when they do this, this is how we're going to respond. Yes. That makes sense. We feel good about that. We're saying yes to it now, which is going to empower us to say yes to the right thing in the moment when it's harder to know what you should say yes to or not. Right. So just, just yeah. a few practical things. I, I want to present a different side to your story too. Think of that sure. brother. Yes. Who you got spanked for. Hmm. And like, he confessed Addison. it. I mean, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'll never tell you He still leaves lollipops on the ground. No, I, no, I do not like lollipops for He's the like, record. For clarity. No, no, no. I'm I sorry, have a Julie. Fashion Julie. Sense, I don't, I don't like, like lollipops. <laughs> <laughs> that, that brother, like, yes, your parent might have made a mistake, but oh. I think remembering God is so much bigger than mm. our mistakes. And as parents, we're not called to be God. Yeah. Mm. Like we're not called to control our kids. We're, we're called to be a part of the stewarding of their souls. And, mm. you know, it's, I think anyway, I'm sure anyone in hindsight would go back and do things differently, but just hearing that story for me, I'm like, wow, that was probably really impactful for them to see mm. you be spanked for their lie. Yeah. Like that and the level of closeness you share with your brothers that yeah. it wasn't. No. Ha -ha, I got you. Well, well speaking of, uh, you know, somebody else like like taking consequences and, and, and it was unjust or whatever. We all love the story of Jesus, like and how Jesus came and died for our sins when he did not 
need to actually take on those sins. And Addison, this is going back to you being creative. My dad once did something with me because my man, guys, my parents did have to break me like a wild horse. <laughs> all right. Like they really did. But to go back to even something we were talking about last episode, whenever whenever you've, uh, you know, maybe a child that is being a little crazy, kind of like the person who's coming to the Apple store, it can be turned around into somebody who's literally like, like they really get it. And like, they really understand it. And my that's dad, a reference just to be clear. That's a reference to the last episode. If you haven't episode, heard the last sorry. episode, but my point is this, Asin, you were talking about being creative and I was talking about being broken and talking about that moment of like when Jesus came and he died on the cross for us. And that actually really hits us and impacts us like, wait, he didn't need to do that. So my dad once, he actually, I needed to be spanked for something. And my dad, like, it wasn't a grounding moment. It was a spanking moment. And he decided, he said, hey, I'm going to give you actually the paint stir. And you're going to spank me. And I was just like, wait, what? And he's just like, you have to discipline me. And I was like, but, but you didn't do anything wrong. And, 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 and it was about the lollipop. It wasn't about the lollipop. It wasn't about the lollipop, but, but, but it hit me that my actions were actually causing harm for other people, like in like that moment. And, and it actually like going back again to like, uh, creativity it, it it really impacted me it, it was this big moment of like oh that actually makes sense to even what jesus did then too like he actually took on somebody else's punishment and it really spoke to me it's it's a i mean it's a fascinating story yeah and and I, the one the one thing that i would love to share on that sure is it was impactful for you because dad did it with the right spirit he did yeah i he could see a parent did. doing that in a way that's very manipulative and twisted oh yeah I'm and what, like what if, we talked no 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 no, no that, i'm just i'm just showing happen, the other side that could and it goes back to a point that we made in the last episode it gets good for your kids to see your emotions it's not good for your kids to be manipulated by your emotions for you to use your emotions to manipulate your children oh yeah and and a parent could use a situation like sure. that or a parent could use a situation like that to communicate a beautiful message to a child that clearly has impacted you into your 30s now. You remember that moment. Oh yeah. And it was a marker for you. And so I just I wanna I wanna That's call a, I wanna call that motive. out. It's always motive. That's yeah, it's it. Always motive. Yeah, it's, it's, it's motive always of the kid. It's it's motive it's like it's the motive of the parent. It's it's everything. Cause I remember like I would try to get quick to apologizing even sometimes just because I know that, that would make punishments less or nothing and so like sometimes like i even had to realize oh wow like i can manipulate my parents to actually discipline me differently mm-hmm. like there's th- th- yeah there's so much that that's happening whenever you know correction needs to be brought and only yeah. and really and truly only the spirit knows and searches and understands motives mm-hmm. and for us mm-hmm. we want to be sensitive to what god is doing in our children and what's happening in our children and in ourselves in those moments so we're not caught up on the symptoms of the fruit, we're able to go to what's behind that and navigate what's behind it because what's behind it will be what is significant in seasons to come, right? And so that that is where correction, that is where discipline really should go after mm-hmm. is what's behind that. And that that's a space where we need the, spirit and, the Spirit's guidance. Yeah, so 100%. I, I want us to close, but before we close, Alec, is there a burning question that we wanted to tackle before yes, we? Yes, sure. 
Well, we should totally ask a burning question. Um, guys, once again, thank you so much for sending in all of these questions. Um, Addison, can I actually give this one to you? Um, so this was a question that came in, and this was from Alyssa6038. And it's the topic about the fear of the Lord and the fear of the Lord within our house actually growing up. And so what she was talking about was she said, I would love to know, were there things that y'all did as kids with John being your dad that promoted the fear of the Lord in your house? What were daily, monthly, and annual rhythms that kept Jesus? So were there routines that kept Jesus in the center of your home? Mm. So asking essentially, you know, what, what were things, little things that could be done around the house that would instill the fear of the Lord into us, Addison, as kids within our, our home? Yeah. Yeah. Alyssa, I think that's a great question. And I think there's a lot of pressure to get routines, right? Because we recognize the importance of routines and habits and all that. And Consistency. It's like habit on top of habit on top of habit on top of habit, atomic habit, habit stacking. Yeah. Uh, it's just a lot of habits and it's easy to go to like routines and habits and don't get me wrong. We are what we repeatedly do. I do believe that that is true. Uh, that being said. I hear a big butt coming. Oh, especially because people were trying to put me in like the order rigidity box oh earlier gosh. in this episode. Somebody being, get him a visor. Get me a visor. That being said, Be a spontaneity gift. is, is a part of like the wisdom of God. Mm-hmm. It is. And the fear of God, wisdom of God, um, those, those themes that are tied together in scripture. And what I would say, when you look at my experience of my parents. And Alec, you can speak to this. Y'all were very sensitive to what the spirit of God was doing. Like y'all actually didn't do a great job with like the habits. Other thing. than dinner. Other than, Other hold than on. Than then dinner. I was going to say, yeah. but no, what I was yeah. going to say, like the more in the mornings. No, no. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. What I'm saying is like where we were gathering and it felt kind of like forced and stale. Yeah. We didn't do that. Y'all integrated it into our everyday lives through the dinner table. Yeah. Mm. And conversations, conversations, organic conversations. Yeah. But I would say most importantly, your example, like the way y'all lived, the way you navigated your moments, like what you were saying about dad, dad did have the habit of getting up early every single morning, going out and praying, reading his Bible. So when I would get up in the morning, that's what I would see. I would see my dad praying or my dad in scripture. So that was formative for me watching him. And your children are seeing that with you. And even though my dad didn't necessarily invite me into that because like it was his space, I got to benefit from it by seeing it up close, even though I wasn't an intimate part of it. Right. Yeah. But the dinner tables, that was, that was a sacred space for us. And a lot of conversation happened Mm -hmm. around the dinner tables. A lot of discipleship happened around the dinner tables. So going on trips, going on trips. And then also there, like there were some traditions around holidays and stuff like that, that created regularity for us and rhythms. We would have discussions after services. We would, we would, I was going to say discussions after services. Um, great community. I would say like a, have it like we were around other families who believed similar things and we got to benefit from people who are like us but different than us too yeah both of those um which was which was very formative so i mean that's, that's a few things i would share no that's good is that would you add anything no, uh, that question was for you. Okay. So well, Alyssa, no, no, no. hopefully. No. And, and I think yeah. that parents that need to just seize every opportunity. Yeah. I mean, like if you're watching a movie and then afterwards you're like, okay, there were some things in this movie. Let's, let's discuss what that looks like yeah. instead That's of hiding and 
you know, like we, we I think that we tried to seize opportunities and you make guys it organic. Did that w w with media. So whenever there was any time something yes. that that was media that happened on the TV, whether it be flipping through channels and something happened, or whether it be something happens in a movie, mm -hmm. Dad would immediately explain how it wasn't good that maybe like some girl was half naked or naked because he'd be like, that is someone's daughter. And God yeah. like loves that woman and that like, and, and he right. would start to break down why por pornography is bad. Like literally like, like within like that moment, just really quickly, it wouldn't be like you'd go into like a sermon, but like you'd give like some sort of little quick yeah. tidbit. Yeah. So yeah, it was definitely worked into media. Love Sorry, it. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, but, no, yeah. no, no. Yeah. That's good, Alec. Thank you. No, but uh, again, um, Alyssa, thank you so much for, for that question. Yeah, yeah, thank you, Alyssa. Mom, you want to pray us out today? Absolutely. Father, we just thank you for the privilege of being parents of having children. Father, we do not want our fears or our bad experiences to be the legacy of our children. Yeah. So Father, we lean into the Holy Spirit. Father, for every mom, dad, single parent, parents together, whoever is entrusted with the treasure of children, we thank you for the mercy, the grace of God, the opportunity for a reset and for conversations. Mm -hmm. We thank you yeah. for mercy for the parents and we thank you for tools. And what an incredible privilege that we can open up our lives, yeah. laugh at things that were once painful and have a conversation. So Father, I just thank you that you love the family and you love the idea of healing and restoration. And so we just thank you for your anointing and clarity for each and every one of us moving forward in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Everyone, thank you so much for joining us here today at At Home with the Beveers. Guys, we are always so thrilled whenever you leave questions that we can go right ahead and answer. So if you have any questions, make sure to leave a comment wherever you like to listen to your podcast. Also, make sure to rate and subscribe. It really helps out our show and it helps it get all around the world. Again, guys, we are so thrilled that you joined us here today where we want to help you create a legacy starting at home.